Hello, everyone, and welcome to Coffee with Innovate Finance, our podcast series where we speak to industry leaders on what's next in financial services and fintech. Our podcasts are available on Spotify, Apple Music, and Google Podcasts. I'm Janine Hurt, CEO of Innovate Finance, and I'm so excited today to be delighted by Sam Edge, Global Head of Fintech for Startups at Amazon Web Services. Sam, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much, Janine. Thanks for inviting me. Excited for the discussion. (laughs) So why don't we kick off? And firstly, Sam, can you tell us a little bit more about your role at AWS and also your background? Yeah, sure thing. So uh, as Global Head of Fintech for Startups at AWS, uh, I lead a team of industry experts to help fintech startups around the world uh, start, innovate and grow their businesses using AWS cloud services and our many commercial success programs. Um, I've been here now for about four and a half years. Uh, before this, I spent the first half of my career working in financial services, you know, specifically in banking and capital markets. And then I pivoted, I moved into startups, uh, and I spent the second half of my career before joining AWS um, as an investor uh, and advisor and consultant into startups. Now that's great. And I mean, you've had a very, very, very background, uh, Sam, with a lot of experience that you bring to table. Can you tell us a little bit more about what your team at AWS does and maybe what a typical day might be for you? Yeah, sure thing. Um, so I try to think of this in three kind of key key buckets or three key pillars. Um, you know, firstly, and most importantly, we spend a lot of time with, with, with customers. You know, for us, that's fintech companies. You know, we support them with their product build. We help them to leverage the right AWS service for their specific use case. And of course, importantly, to embed security best practice, you know, from the start of their journey and then continuously as they scale. Um, So a lot of it around kind of customer engagement. Um, You know, secondly, we help, you know, fintech customers commercially uh, across business topics such as go to market, access to investors, partnerships and these sorts of things. And then, you know, thirdly, we, we do a lot of stuff more broadly in the ecosystem a lot of kind of community-based activity, running events, you know, building programs, um, leading participation at major conferences, including, for example, the Innovate Finance Global Summit, um, and forming strategic partnerships that add value to our customers. In terms of a typical day, um, it's a bit of a cliche, but there is no typical day. Um, but you know, a lot of it will be, like I said, you know, having a lot of meetings with customers, you know, working with partners. And then making sure we take time to understand the voice of customers that we can work backwards from, from that voice when we think about you know, building things that are a bit more scale related. That's great. And I think on this theme of just looking at scale, staying secure, we know is important for many businesses. But fintech companies often have that added challenge of balancing innovation and also protecting valuable customer information. So following regulatory and compliance requirements, for example. I mean, how does AWS work with fintech companies? And what are the challenges that you see the sector facing? And how is AWS helping them tackle those challenges? Yeah, it's a good question. And I think those those two parts of that question are kind of related. You know, so if I take the kind of two topics that you kind of called out there, security and innovation, you know, these are obviously critical in fintech uh, and critical to the work we do with customers. So, you know, if I talk about security first, you know, the AWS tech stack is designed to meet the most stringent security compliance and regulatory demands. You know, we have 143 preloaded security standards, thousands of global requirements that have been validated by third parties. And so, you know, the tech stack, you know, enables fintech companies to build with confidence whilst meeting the strictest regulations. 
Um, and then, you know, we appreciate that fintechs have, you know, often have quite small teams, especially when they're a bit earlier in their life cycle. And so we have experts who, you know, come in and, and advise fintech companies on how to architect for security best practice, you know, from earlier in their life cycle. And like I said previously, continuously as they scale. And then on the kind of product innovation side, um, you know, we work with fintechs to help them leverage the right AWS service for the right job. Uh, this may involve having, you know, the correct data strategy, you know, with data being you know, important in the industry today, um, you know, bringing in new technologies like AI machine learning for their specific use case, um, because we know these, that these technologies have a lot of impact as well in the industry. And finally, I think, and kind of related to both of those two things, um, you know, we facilitate partnerships you know, because, you know, for both of these topics, both innovation and compliance, there's a lot of partnerships happening in the industry and we have a vast network so we can help to facilitate some of those partnerships. And like, I think that dovetails neatly onto challenges because when I think about challenges, I, I try to take this a, a, quite a, a kind of bird's eye view. And so I think the first challenge is that, you know, fintechs have to continue to delight the end customer and move the needle at a time when customer expectations continue to evolve. If you think about a fintech customer today or a financial services customer today, and they want a financial service experience that's low cost, hyper-personalized, friction-free, convenient, virtually real-time. And like that's challenging, especially if you have to balance that you know, with risk management and compliance. Um, and so that's the challenge, right? It's a growing challenge because the risk environment today, the macro environment is also pretty complex. Um, and you know, I've talked a little bit there about how we support customers you know, with that challenge. Um, I think the second challenge that I think is a bit more unique, you know, today versus 18, 18 months ago, 24 months ago, is the funding environment. You know, it's it's more difficult than it was. You know, investor sentiment has, has shifted, you know, from growth, you know, at all costs to sound economics and path to profitability. Um, and uh, we help customers in this regard as well. So, you know, we proactively work with customers to make sure they're optimizing their spend on AWS. We have many services and many programs that help them do this. And then we also have an extensive network within the venture capital community. So we can leverage that network to help our customers to be educated on what VCs are looking for and to make introductions to, to VCs if they're looking to raise, raise capital. Um, so those are some of the challenges and those are some of the kind of mechanisms we have to support customers in this regard. And Sam, I want to build on uh, some of your response there, because I think there's a lot of terms, AI, data security, partnerships, et cetera, that we tend to use uh, quite a lot when we talk about fintech. And it's so important that we look at how do we bring these all together, because we can mm -hmm. really accomplish so much. So I'd love to, to pick your brain a little bit around how you think these concepts all tie together. And maybe to start us off, let's think about scaling fintech businesses in the cloud. I mean, why are partnerships so important for growth and for customer value there? Yeah, I love this question. Um, it gives me uh, an opportunity, and I, I often don't need to be prompted for this, to um, provide some framing thoughts around context. Like, you know, how have we come to where we are in fintech today? And like, you know, why are fintech partnerships more important today than maybe they were, you know, a few years ago? Um, and so I think this all comes down to how the industry has evolved. Um, and I think of it, you know, the mental model I use is waves of innovation. Um, you know, mo most of those waves have been propped up by by some form of technological shift as well. So the first wave, you know, which is, you know, from coming out of the financial crisis, 2008, 2009, was, you know, what I regard as the, the challenger model wave. And this was kind of characterized by B2C innovators you know, that were kind of cloud native, mobile first, uh, and, you know, very much competing within, a, with, with incumbents. So like the sentiment in the market was one of competition. Um, and then if you fast forward to 2015, this is when we began to see 
wave two, you know, in my mental model of fintech innovation, which saw the rise of B2B enablers, you know, fintech as a service providers that, you know, double clicked on, on very specific financial services, use cases and competencies, for example, KYC fraud, anti-money laundering, core banking, and then deliver it as a service to incumbents and other fintechs. And so the rise of this second generation, the second wave of, of fintech, shifted the market structure away from competition to one of collaboration. And that's kind of where we are today. And so to come back to the question as to how this drives growth and customer value, um, this is really important because, you know, customers, again, you know, going back to what I said earlier, they've become a lot more picky and their expectations are a lot higher. Um, and for fintechs to deliver against these expectations, they have to be ultra focused on the problem they're trying to solve, you know, which is typically delighting the end customer. And you know, they can do that now because they can work with some of these back end fintech providers, these B2B innovators, enablers, fintech of the service providers to manage a lot of the core you know, or non-core um, processes, which are core to financial services, but non-core to the customer. And they can really focus on delighting the customer. And I think of it also in terms of AWS's role in this stack, right? Like, you know, customers are not, they're working with AWS, you know, for cloud uh, services. They're working with, you know, a, you know, a, a fraud detection company or a money laundering co company for that layer of the stack. And then they're ultra focused on the customer experience. And so I think there's a lot of value coming off the back of that for the end customer. Yeah, Sam, I think that's great. And I mean, moving into the Gen AI and the, the ML space, I mean, how is AWS developing these types of solutions specifically to address the challenges in the fintech sector? And how does your company support companies that are leveraging Gen AI for competitive advantage? Yeah, sure. I mean, firstly, I want to say that um, you know, Gen AI is obviously a very hot topic right now. Um, I think it's going to be huge uh, in financial services, as it will be in other industries. It feels like the next platform shift that could move us on to that next wave of innovation in the mental model that I just outlined. Um, our role at AWS is to empower builders and companies to be more successful, leveraging these tools and technologies to delight their end customers and to improve their processes. And so a big part of our approach to Gen AI uh, is to invest and innovate across the, th the three layers of the generative AI stack uh, as we see it. And this will enable us to take this technology out of the realms of research um, into practice and make it available to more customers of more sizes and developers of all skill sets. Because we believe it's going to be the most impactful if more people have their hands on it and are in innovating with it. So again, to kind of be a bit more specific, you know, we have you know, recently announced Amazon Bedrock, which is our foundational model API service, which makes generative AI app development much easier and much faster. And provides access to a number of different foundational models from Amazon Ourself, Anthropic, here, Hugging Face, Stability AI. All of their foundational models are now available through Bedrock via a single API. Um, and that enables fintech companies to tap into them and, and develop off the back of them. So we're trying to simplify the process and make it available to more people. Uh, and importantly for fintech companies, Bedrock also uses encryption with the same enterprise-grade security as our other AWS services. And of course, security, as we've talked about previously, is very important in a regulated industry like financial services. You know, so we're providing the tooling for our fintech customers to embed Gen AI for their use case of choice or many of their use cases. Like my prediction looking forward is that you know, we'll see fintechs use Gen AI as we currently do for traditional AI across the full customer journey, you know, reinventing experiences and applications across compliance and risk, workflow automation, processing, and ultimately uh, customer experience. And again, I think that kind of probably answers the second question, which is 
helping customers to also find competitive advantage because we're providing the underlying tooling and we're enabling customers uh, in the fintech space to to build these technologies into the stuff they're doing already. I, I think that's, I mean, incredible, Sam. And, and if we just zoom out for a minute and look overall at the industry, uh, how do you see the market developing in the coming years? What are you, what do you see as the opportunities in front of us? Yeah, this is an interesting one. Um, and I get asked this a lot. Um, I think if I like start off with market structure, um, I've personally been expecting a spike of consolidation all year. I think a lot of people have done, um, you know, valuations have, have come down, you know, inventor set sentiment has shifted, as I mentioned earlier. Um, and some areas of the market, you know, feel like they're ripe for, for, for consolidation, but we've not seen that level of activity yet transpire. And so the first thing I continue to expect coming forward is to see more consolidation, which again, I think is going to end up benefiting the end customer in the long run. Um, in terms of specific trends, um, I think there's a lot to be positive about here. I mean, the story generally is that, you know, funding has come down. If you look at the last two years, actually funding is is still quite high. Um, and in particular, at the seed seed level, we see, you know, significant funding rounds. Um, and so there's a couple of trends that I'm, I'm particularly interested in. Um, the first one is the CFO tech space. Um, again, if you think about the macro environment we're in today, CFOs need a very clear line of sight cash flow. They need more support around liquidity, treasury management, forecasting and then reforecasting their numbers on a more regular basis. And I think, you know, fintechs have a good opportunity here to build software specifically for the finance function. So I think there's plenty of seg- uh, tailwinds for this specific segment. So that's one area of interest. I think the, the second one is um, embedded finance, you know, which I'm, I'm still very bullish on. Uh, I don't think we've, I think we're still pretty early in the cycle for embedded finance. You know, it's being predicted as a $7 trillion opportunity um, we're seeing more verticalized software and financial services. So I just expect to see more solutions coming in here. And again, tapping into that customer need around convenience and, and low friction uh, servicing. Um, and I, if I can, just my final my final word on this one uh, is going to be on emerging technologies. We've talked about it already. It has to be Gen AI. Um, you know, there's plenty happening under the hood here. Um, expect to see more public releases around, you know, what's happening in Gen AI, more Gen AI native fintech startups emerge, um, perhaps most excitedly for me anyway, because um, I've been waiting for this to happen, um, is the potential for Gen AI to finally see the birth of a fully automated financial advisor enabling self-driving money. Uh, this has been the promise, I think, of fintech for a while, and I think it's now possible through Gen AI. So plenty of trends to look forward to. This is my kind of conclusion here. And it's a good crystal ball, Sam. So finally, what is next for AWS? Any exciting news? Um, well, we've just re- um, launched our, our global fintech accelerator, which is focusing on AI machine learning, seed, seed stage startups across EMEA, LATAM uh, and North America. That cohort uh, of 150 startups is, is going to kick off on the 2nd of October and then run for six six weeks. So very excited um, you know, to see to see to see that come out and see some of the amazing amazing innovation that we we accelerate through that program. Um, I think more broadly, you know, we just continue to work with our customers and understand their needs and how we can support their growth. And so, no specific news uh, on that, but this mission doesn't change, and I'm sure we'll have more announcements coming soon. 
Sam, that was a fantastic uh, discussion. Thank you so much for joining us for today's podcast session. And thank you to everyone at home for listening in. Please do keep an eye out for upcoming episodes. And as mentioned, all our previous episodes are available on our website. So please do take a look at our catalog for many more insights on fintech and financial innovation. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. And we'll see you next time at our Coffee with Innovate Finance. Bye for now. Thanks, Janine.